Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Whip It Out Bird Podcast with myself, Sophie James, the wonderful Nicole Evans, and the beautiful, wonderful mystery guest. Can you guess who it is yet? It's Louisa Tandy. <laughs> I love that you call me wonderful and beautiful. <laughs> you are. Am I really? Am I really? You no. are. <laughs> Welcome, Louisa. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be invited on to chat with you guys tonight. It's really exciting. I've got to say, I do feel very, very outnumbered because I'm very, very northern and you two are very, very southern. And that's the better way to be, I think. Well, yes, yes, yes. We do pity you. Oh, that sounds awful, doesn't it? I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) At least we have mushy peas up here. What do you have? Uh, fish and well, I don't know what. What's I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. know. What do you have on your fish and chips? Just peas or mushy salad. peas or curry sauce. Curry sauce. I have salad cream. Oh salad. hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do, I live on the edge. Me, <laughs> me, me salad cream. <laughs> you were you were far superior salad cream on your chips. At, at the end, does that make me posh? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, look. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. It's really exciting to have you here. Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are for those of you who don't know who you are, which will be a very small minority because you were the big cheese on English Groomers Group. Is that right? Oh, I don't know about big cheese, but uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I've been fairly involved. Um, yes, Julia and I started it up many, many years ago. And now we've got a little band of, of, this little band of us now. And uh, yeah, so running, I set up the Facebook page, which has gone from strength to strength. Um, we have our moments on there, but generally speaking, I'm considering we have about 14,000 members. It's not bad, really. English Groomers Group is a very specific type of group. So there is lots more groups out there, but I see English Groomers Group as the professional one. It's the one where... Oh, really? Can, yeah, it's where people can go in and they can learn. Obviously, you've got the Grouchy Groomers, which is like a lifestyle. You can swear, you can shout, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, uh, diaries, which is a bit, a little bit more relaxed. Whereas I feel like English groomers group is more like a structured professional. There's no bullshit in English groomers. You know for a fact there's the admin team do not take any bullshit in English. No, <laughs> no, no. Although people try to give us quite a bit, but yeah, it's. I, I know that I know that sometimes we're slammed for that, but you know we're very hot on advertising, and 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 it sounds really cruel that we don't allow things like you know lost dogs being advertised on there. But you kind of have to kind of. And I'm a little bit jobs worth about it, but it just means that the, the, the page isn't full up with the stuff that really isn't grooming related. And there's and because there are so many groups out there now that there's just, there's loads of them, and they're all brilliant. And like you say, they all have their their niche. And and you know anything you can't put on our group, there's loads of groups out there that you can, yeah. um, and they welcome that kind of thing. Um, and and that and that and that's brilliant. That 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 that's really good. But yeah, the English groomers group, we try to keep it. Yeah, a little bit jobs worth. We do we do try to keep keep twelve rules quite quite strictly. I wonder what people would call Nick um the, the groomer group that we've got now going on. I wonder what we would fit in, what category? Would we be professional? Would we be um anything goes? What do you reckon, Nick? I think that we would be classed as multicultural. 
multicultural oh very very i think yeah because you you have i think i think i mean seeing from what i've seen on your group um there's a lot of yeah multicultural there's a lot of people from different countries getting really involved whereas the english groups that we have the odd um international groomer on there but they don't tend to say a lot and i think a lot of that is because of the name yeah and it's not about you know only english groomers it's just that we were we were based in england and that was that was that was simply because of that and we certainly don't you know we have we have people from all over the world that join but they don't tend to uh yeah participate quite so much because I, i think they do on the groomer and i think that it's because you're kind of a bit more yeah, sort of worldwide, a bit more international, I think. That's, yeah. that's the kind of thing that you give across. So for you guys that are listening that were like me in my first six years and had no idea there is this big world out there, get yourself on Facebook, get yourself joining these groups, the English Groomers Group. We've got the Groomer Group, and you will find a lot of people, like-minded people that are up for a giggle and a chat and educational um, vibes so get on those groups so shall we crack on with what we need to get on with today louisa um i know you're very familiar with the far format having listened to every single episode. of course of course every moment of my day i just listen to them oh, over and over again tell me which has been your favorite bet I, I i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't pinpoint my favorite they're all amazing why don't you try <laughs> <laughs> oh you're mean you are nick you're horrible tomorrow and we're going to listen to them there you go you're going to binge be very it good for her you're going to binge, binge watch the yeah. whip it out podcast but not this one because <laughs> i can't stand listening to my own voice <laughs> you know what? that's that's funny you've said that because the only time i ever listen to this back is when i'm editing it i've never i've not listened to the full thing all the way through from once because i feel like the same my own voice grates on me and i think quite a lot of other people as well <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't agree. I think I love my. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that, don't we, so. <laughs> What we're talking about today is we're talking about have you ever had a customer or a client shout at you in your own shop? Is it justified? Was it not justified? Um, we want to know all of your stories, and you didn't disappoint. Louisa, I'm hoping you've got a couple in the bag that you can share with us. Yeah, I've got a few. So, um, I'll kick it off today. I've got quite a long one, and it's from Naomi Jordan Samuel. And she said, I had a two-year-old Springer in for his first groom, very nervous dog, and the owner wanted to stay. I suggested she waited in the reception area as he wouldn't be too distracted by her. All was going okay until I got him on the table. He pulled on the next strap once with most dogs that pull on the leads. He did about five coughs. I thought nothing of it. He was fine, finished the groom, mum was happy, paid, and left. He then phoned me about two hours later saying that the dog was traumatised, that he jumped off the table and I hung him. She came the next day with a friend and was shouting at me and luckily I work in a hydrotherapy unit and a staff member came to my defence. I don't know how but I managed to hold it together until she left and I burst out crying. I gave her a refund and my insurance company phone number and didn't hear off from her again. I was only open two weeks at this point and I felt like throwing the towel in. Oh my goodness two weeks and having that situation that's really yeah that's really sad that's 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 hard that's hard some people can just be so horrible like i think they just don't think we're even human like i just <clears throat> yeah I, it's it but i gotta say i mean giving giving her a refund uh i think a lot of people would have said don't do it but i i think and that's probably why it hasn't gone any further it's kind of shut the woman up and, and that's fine you won't do the dog again you don't want the dog back. You don't want her back. Um, 
and, and you just you tend to learn from that as well. So it's kind of, I think she did the right thing with the with the refund personally. That that's one of the things that really really split everybody, isn't it? With the refund sort of side of it, is that some people are totally like give them a refund just to get rid of the problem, and others are like if you give them a refund, it's totally admitting liability. So which side of the fence do you lie on, and what do you do? Do you get rid of the problem, or do you stand firm on it? Or is it a case-by-case case sort of basis? I think, I think if I was to do a, a refund, I, don't, I think I would probably not want to put the dog back in again. I mean, I, I've, had, I've had this before where somebody's tried to then um, got cross because a, a dog had, had got a, a clipper rash, um, but the dog had a super sensitive skin. And, and, and I, she wanted me to pay the vet bill. And I turned around and said, okay, that's fine. I will pay your vet bill, but I won't do the dog again because this could happen again in the future and it's not worth my time. So she then opted for me to carry on grooming the dog and she paid for the foot bill. So I think if you're going to offer a refund, then yeah, perhaps follow it up with, you know, this is, this is, this is not accepting liability. This is, this is, this is customer relations and, you know, I'm refunding your money, but this is the end of the, of the situation. If you see what yeah. I mean. Like giving them a bit of good, as a goodwill gesture, you're just doing it. You're not doing <clears throat> this is it. Yeah. No. Liability. It is really yeah. difficult, isn't it? And, and at the end of the day, like obviously no one wants to hurt animals. Um, and we go into this because we love dogs. It's not because we ever want to hurt an animal. But at the same time, they could have pre-existing medical conditions. And that's, that's out of our control. Um, Absolutely. So it is really difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I had this lady um, who... I, I actually, this was in my first year of taking on my salon. I had a little Yorkie in and it was matted, pelted completely all over. And I caught its little tuck up. Um, oh. And so I took it to the vet, paid the vet bill. Um, um, I took the dog to the vet myself um, and then rang the owners, filled them in all along the way. They came back, gave them the e-collar, gave them the, all the instructions written down from the vet apologize still did the groom finished the groom but it's just the area that it was it was going to move um and it was going to reopen if if it, it was healed itself so did all of this the next day she came back in and um she was like so i took the e-collar off overnight and left the dog even though my note of paper from the vet said not to do that and the dog had chewed it and opened it Oh. And she was saying that I needed to pay for the vet again. And I was like, I'm really sorry. But <laughs> the moment the dog leaves here, it's out of my control. And I did tell you, you can't take this um, e-collar off overnight. You have to make sure the dog isn't going to lick it. And she hit the roof. She was yelling. She <sighs> was swearing. She was screaming at me. And I was like, only I was only 18. I just started this business. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I stuck to my guns and said, I'm not going to pay for a second vet bill when it's not my fault. Anyway, she walked out the door and her husband, who was standing there sheepingly, sheepingly, sheepish, whatever that word is. Sheepish. Sheepishly. Next, next to her the whole time. And he just looked at me and went, you think you've got it tough? I've got to live with her for the rest of my life. Ooh. And he walked out the door. And I thought, oh. oh no. But she even then went to the the Croydon Advertiser, which is my local paper, and wrote a story about me, all sorts. And yeah, it was it was an Jesus. absolute headache. So I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> felt crap. But at the same yeah. time, at least we don't I've, live with them. I've been no. shouted at once that was totally justified. 
and the second time which totally wasn't justified so i'll tell you my justified one and still like it gives me cold sweats to this day because it was the biggest mistake and i'll actually tell you when it was it was the very first time that alpha was a had a trade stand at english groomers challenge oh so we were literally packing up the shop with all of our sharpening stuff to come to english groomers challenge and the girls were working on the saturday and we had this new customer in which was a basset hound and um we were in and out the shop in and out the shop and the basset hound was just walking around and as we opened the door to oh. out, the basset hound went no um we we actually no. have, we have three sets of doors so we have a gate inside the sal well this was in the old salon we had a gate inside the salon then we have a, a door that completely shuts and then we have on our outside we have a like a mesh gate that it let all of the air in but the dogs can't get out mm. but obviously he got we had the door the gate open when i opened the second gate he went out and he stopped at the mesh gate but he pushed through it and he broke the full gate <gasps> and he just pelted out and i remember ryan literally dropped all of his sharpening equipment and he jumped in the car and i ran out to the the road and right at the bottom of our road, there's a massive, busy, busy road. In the oh, no, no. And you normally, like, you would normally run, and I couldn't move. And I just watched him, and I thought, and I was just stuck. No. Like, no, 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 please, please, please. He literally went. All of the cars stopped because the saw him pelted across. Anyway, we'd lost him for two hours. <gasps> oh, um, gosh. tried to ring the owners in this time, and they weren't answering. The, with the fan, they managed to get the dog. It was absolutely fine. It was just like a little bit frightened because it had been running about. And the woman came in and she literally came this like two inches away from my face screaming at me. And I just took it. I did, there was nothing else I could do. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I can't, I've got no, like I, I've got nothing. So the only thing that I can do is put measures in place to make sure that this never, ever happens again. And I said, any vet bills that I need, anything that you need, like I've got insurance, obviously accidents do happen. It wasn't intentional. And I just had to hold my hands up and just take a shouting at me. Yep. And I was yeah. Just like, you know, but, I mean, what can you do when you make a, a massive, massive mistake like that? There's literally nothing. I just thank my lucky stars that nothing had happened to the dog because I wouldn't like. It's that yeah. cold sweat moment. I'm sure every listener when listening to that was doing my same facial expressions I was doing yes. looking at you going, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it oh. was the, the worst part of it. And still now I, like, I get that vision of seeing the dog running towards that main road and just literally praying to myself, just being, please, if, any, if I've got anything left, I'm not a Christian, but if there is a Jesus, I'm praying to you, please save this dog. <laughs> so... Yeah, anyway, the, the dog turns out, and they live really close to me as well. And every time I see it and I'm walking my dog, I just literally turn around and walk in the opposite direction. I thought, oh, <laughs> when you make a mistake, you've just got to hold your hands up sometimes and just be like, I'm only human. Yeah, you've got to just suck it up sometimes. And, and the thing is, is, is these things always, I would say 90% of, of accidents that happen you know, with scissors or things like this, yeah, it's it's always completely unforeseen. It, you, know, you don't like you say you don't do it on purpose, and it's very rarely is it sort of real yeah. negligent. That's it. Yeah, it's it's not normally that. It's just the fact that it's just a couple of things that happened, and you know your attention was was just drawn away for a split second, or you know, I, I, what can you do? 
and it's gonna happen we're working with wiggly little live animals yeah. and sharp equipment like obviously nick yours wasn't about that but it's still working with like a a live animal that has the ability to jump and like it we, it's never going to be perfect like and the thing is as long as your heart's in the right place and you're doing everything you can like nick you learned from that and you've now put yeah. in place that that wouldn't happen again like but i think hopefully everyone that's listening to this will be feeling like oh, i'm not alone i tell you what yeah. i learned from that situation yeah. i learned how fast basset hounds can actually run <laughs> <laughs> and they they really don't look like it do they no, and the, it had these tiny little stubby legs, but it, it ran about 20 miles an hour. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I've you ran 20 miles an hour, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so do you want to read your first one out? Yeah, so the one I've got here is from the lovely Nikki Kazam, and she says, oh my God. I had the weirdest one. She shouted and she cried and then sat down and cried more because I said I'd have to shave her dog. Said dog was felted to the skin. She proceeded to just sit and cry after shouting at me. Why do you have to shave him? We brushed him like you said. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> I have had someone cry over a matted dog. Have you girls? Yeah. Yes, I think I have actually. Yes, yes. Yes. So the best one is, I've just got my my dog home and the kids are crying. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. They're like, right, well, obviously you need to be a better parent than if your children are crying over the fact your dog's had a haircut. I'd my son right across the face if he cried because dog had a haircut. So I'm just going to say the same thing. A good slap wouldn't go amiss there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, Louise, yeah. do you want to go with one of your stories? Yeah, well, the, I think the worst one was... I, it was, I've got two, many, many years ago. It, it hasn't really happened recently. Um, and I can't remember exactly what it was. It was, it was about dematting and it was about me charging extra. And I think I had to, it was like a little Maltese type thing. And the lady was lovely and she, under, and, and she understood what I was doing and the fact that I was having to charge extra. And then she, she, she'd put the dog in and I, 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 I dematted it and sent it back out and she paid the extra and I think it was like an extra fiver which believe me these days I charge a lot more for that dematting and she went and got in her car and her husband was in the car and her husband flipped because she'd paid extra and he came storming into the salon and he was leaning over the counter shouting at me getting right into my face um and I was on my own that day actually I normally had a, I, 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 at that point I had staff but on that day I was on my own um and I and I and it's not often I'm intimidated by people, but I was really intimidated at that point. And I was really glad that the cat, that the counter was there. Um, and then the, the, the wife came rushing back in and, and tried to kind of calm the husband down. But he was, again, he was just being really aggressive, really leaning over the counter sort of towards me. Um, at which point I backed up a bit and then opened up my side door to let my German shepherd in, who then picked up on the fact that he was really good. And he got really stroppy at the bloke and the bloke kind of stepped back and then stormed out the shop. Um, Louisa one client nil. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and I mean, and and the the wife was really really apologetic, and she was obviously quite sort of meek and wild woman. And I, and I thought, well, you know, I, I wonder what goes on at home there because it was it was that kind of real aggressive, which I've not really come across before in 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 a guy, um, not to that extent. Um, and she sort of said, oh, I, I'm really really sorry, I'm really really sorry, and I sort of turned and said, you know what, I don't mind doing a dog. 
but he's not to step foot in my salon again. And and I didn't see, didn't see her or the dog again, which was a little bit upset. I think she'd been quite a regular customer up to that point. Um, and and I and I was worried at that point. I was like, well, you know, what, what you know, what's that poor woman going home to? Um, and actually, the dog. Yeah, you know, what you know, was he going to take it out on her? Or was he going to take it out on the dog? That was a bit scary. That that was the scariest moment when I was actually properly. Not in fear for my life, because that that's way too drastic. Do, do, you know what I mean? I yeah. was actually, I, I was yeah. scared. Yeah. 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 No, all right. I always wonder, you know, whenever you tell a customer something and you know for a fact you're in the right and they're in the wrong, and then I always sit and wonder, them customers who shouted at you and said that you're wrong and that you should have, you know, you shaved the dog when the dog wasn't mine, did they ever get to a point where they've gone to a new groomer and then the pennies dropped with them and they thought, God, I was really rude to that girl. I'd hope so. I, I, I know. I think I know. I think a lot of these customers. I think it just goes over their heads. I don't. I don't think it bothers them in the slightest. I, I'm a very good customer. I think to the businesses that I use, based on the fact of how people treat me in my business. I so completely I'm always, yeah. I'm, I think you're awful. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I'm a very good tipper, so I'll always. Yes my hairdresser a very generous amount for a time and I'm always like if she tells me or suggests something to me about my hair I'll be like okay she knows best I do I would not dream of pretending that I knew better than what she did so this is the biggest belief with me how some people come in and they just argue with you thinking they know best but I think they're the kind of people that would argue you know on, on social media or in a queue for in Tesco or, you know, I think their life just, just revolves around pissing people off, I think. You know what? My mum's one of them people. Is she really? <laughs> yeah. Is she really? Yeah. She's a proper Karen. I call her Karen. She's not called Karen, oh. but I call her Karen, yeah. Because she, like, she once wrote, <laughs> she once wrote a letter of complaint to the managing director of KFC because she couldn't get served in time <sighs> in the window. <laughs> No, oh, no. Uh, oh, you know what? I once complained. I, I went to go and see Lion King and um, the musical, and Pumbaa's nose was slightly off. And I wrote <laughs> a I said it was very off putting for the performance. I would like two tickets free, please. They never got back to me. How old were you? <laughs> no, no, I don't suppose. Um, I well, well, young, young, but not so young that I should have known better. <laughs> Right, I'll read read my next one out now. So this next one is from Emma Darlington. And she said, so a customer comes in with a Westie. She has very clear instructions not to touch any hair on the dog, only for a bath and a brush out. Told the owner to come back in an hour and he would be ready. Owner comes back to collect the dog and my employee is out the front grooming another Westie. And I'm in the back of the salon. I hear him come in, proper giving off, screaming, shouting at my staff, saying how appalled he is at how his dog looks. His dog and I look at each other whilst he sat happily in a crate in the back with me and I walk out with the dog to see what the commotion is and I said to him, sorry, but this is your dog. He thought that the Westie being shaved up on the table was his dog. He went bright red and apologised. We never saw him again. So he should apologise. Oh, I've had that actually. Not, not, not to that extent, but yeah. They mm. get confused with... Because it's a Westie or it's a white dog, it must be theirs on the table. Now, have you ever sent the wrong dog home? No, I haven't, actually. Never. Nearly, but no. 
So I nearly did. But when we were doing um, podcasts for the Groomers Unlocked in September, there's a few of them who have sent the completely yeah. wrong dog home. Not just for the not for the length of time that you'd think, like an hour, like a few days, and that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I know you're talking about. Yes, that's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, but neither of the owners really kind of cottoned on to begin with either. Yeah. Which is brilliant, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Know your own dog. I don't know. Oh, yeah, exactly. But if they can't know, I think I think there's a bit of embarrassment. They couldn't get angry at the groomer at that point because if they oh, hadn't known five days later and they're going, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I've got um, one of my one of my customers actually has got a, a couple of cans that are hand strip, and he'd been going back to the breeder, and uh, the breeder had been had hours and hours and hours, and and he'd gone back and picked them up, and she'd sent home it was apparently it was very very late at night and the weather was appalling it was like um the rain was kind of just slashing down they kind of hurried to get the dogs back in the car and and on the way home and they they traveled miles on about, know, about 40 50 miles they should go go to this breed to get the, the dogs stripped and it wasn't until they they kind of got home that they realized that that wasn't their dog so they phoned the breeder up who then got absolutely insanely mad at them and demanded that they bring back her prize showing West, uh, not uh, Ken, um, <clears throat> you know, right now because she needed it back. And she got so cross with them, and yet she was the one that sent the wrong one home. No way. That was a bit naughty. That was a bit that naughty. Sounds, that sounds like a Karen to me. It does. <laughs> I'm sure there's loads of lovely Karens out there, though. Yeah, I didn't think of that. All the Karens out there in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, anybody called Karen these days. <laughs> right. So I've got one. Um. So this is from Harry, and he says that I had a man spit on me for being gay, and I wasn't allowed to touch his dog in case I gave him something. The company I worked for just said I had to respect his beliefs and wait out back when he like next comes in that is absolutely horrendous respect that's disgusting i'd spit back at the bastard what yeah i just like i'm sorry but and i i know harry so i know where he used to work so if it is that organization oh my days like how can you turn around and say that that is awful i'd yeah yeah that that customer would never darken my step again there's something about spitting, isn't there? That's like the most like I yes. I would forgive a punch over a spit because I think it's the b- biggest sign of disrespect to spit. Yeah. On Note to self: punch Nick, punch <laughs> Nick. Do not spit on her. I'm a very forgiving person. Punch me in the face. That's absolutely fine. Do not spit at me. <laughs> the next grooming competition you go to, I hope you're ready for a few rounds because we're going to punch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sophie, I think we should test that theory next yeah. time you go around it. <laughs> you join the queue. There's a lot of people who want to punch you in the face. You'll be stood behind Ryan. Both of the Ryans. <laughs> okay, so we've got one here from Sue Pratt. So Sue has said, yeah, a guy turned up with his poodle a day early. Obviously, it was my fault. Obviously. Long story short, he got in my face wagging his finger saying, I don't need to be told what to do by the likes of you. I have zero filter when pissed off and told him to fuck off. If he wasn't going to listen to me, he stormed out and he slammed the door, which I hate. So I promptly called him something unmentionable very loudly. So he came back in. 
I said, have you come in to listen to what I've got to say? And he said, no. So I told him to fuck off again. <laughs> oh, my days. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I love that last, Louisa. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Do you know, right, I have, you know, I said to you earlier that I have two st two times I've been shouted at. One was justified, the other one wasn't, right? So the one that wasn't, I had to end up calling the police on this guy. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. So we still, like, me and Ryan still talk about this now. And basically what, what happened is we have this regular Yorkie that comes in and he said to me that he wanted me to make his dog look like a shire horse pony. You know, them right. ones with the feet? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so the Yorkie, he wanted basically tassels from, from there. So I was like, right, okay, no bother. He drew me a diagram. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> I gave him what he wanted. Um, his wife came to pick it up. He, the dog went home and he ended up ringing me. And he just said, over the phone, he said, I'm absolutely disgusted at what you've done to my dog. I wanted my dog to look like a shy horse pony. It looks like a Yorkshire Terrier with pom-poms. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what it was. I love that. <laughs> um, and I just said, all right, okay. And I was at the stage in my salon where we were doing sort of like upwards of 15 dogs a day. And when he rang me, I, I couldn't place where he was, that what I'd even done to the dog, whether I'd done thinking to myself, have I done a bad job? I was questioning myself and I'm thinking, e, like I wasn't, I couldn't remember. So I'd said, all right, okay, well, the usual thing that I say if anybody complains is bring the dog back in, let me have a look. If there's anything I can tidy up, I'll tidy it up. If not, and you're still not happy, I'll give you a refund. So anyway, oh, came danger, danger zone there, Nick. Danger oh, no, 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 this was a long yeah. time ago. I've learned from my mistakes again. So he came back in with his wife and he was dead, dead pleasant, really, really pleasant. And he was just like, I'm so glad that you were so reasonable about it. And, you know, and thank you for having a look at the dog. So I looked at the dog in front of me. I mean, it, I did exactly what he asked him of him. And I just said, right, okay, I can tidy up bits here. Anyway, I said, right, okay, are you happy? And he said, oh yeah, she looks absolutely brilliant. And I was like, okay, brilliant. Pop the collar on. He went, I'll have my refund now. <gasps> and I went... I laughed. <laughs> I went, <laughs> no, and he went, and his face literally went from being jolly and smiley to literally being like, but you said I could have a refund. And I went, no, no, that's not what I said. I said, bring the dog in. If I can fix anything, um, I'll fix it. You go home happy. You've paid for the groom that you've wanted. You've got the groom that you've wanted. You don't get a refund. You only get a refund if you're not happy with what I've done and you've just said you're very happy with it. No, no. And he just, he was fixated on the fact that I'd said that he could have a refund. So long story short, he was going on, he was fuming, he was shouting, he was screaming, his wife was flapping around um, and he left. He then came in the salon when I was by myself on an evening and he said, I want my money, give me my money right now. And I was just like, no. And I, was, I started feeling panicked because I knew that Ryan Gosh. wasn't there. Uh, and he said, I'm not leaving the shop without my money. And I, I just quickly thought on my feet. And I said, I've got no cash in the shop. Because at that point, I felt like he was robbing me. <laughs> yeah. I said, I've got no cash in the shop. Um, Michaela's just gone out with the banking. And he went, well, write me a check then. I went, I don't have a checkbook. And he was like, I'll be back tomorrow. 
and I expect my money to be waiting. What the hell? So <gasps> came in and he was doing the same thing. I want my money out. And Ryan's like, look, you're not getting your money. Leave the shop. And he said, I'm telling you right now, look. And he pulled out this dictaphone. Right. And the initial conversation that we'd had over the phone where I'd said to him, um, I will either give you, do the dog, bring the dog back, or I'll give you a refund. He'd recorded that conversation. He'd obviously edited something and started replaying over and over, I'll give you a refund, I'll give you a refund on the dictaphone. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's freaky. And he held it up in the air. He held this stick in my shop. He held this dictaphone up in the air and he went, she said I could have a refund. She said I could have a refund. At this point, Ryan was like, this guy's crazy. He just shouted, he went, Nicole, call mm. the police. So I called the police. Ryan went, get off my property. Again, forcibly removed him from the shop. He then said, where is the lines of your property? And Ryan said, at the end of the path, he stood on the path. He placed his feet at the end of the path, <gasps> picked a phone in the air and started screaming in the middle of the street. This woman said that I wouldn't be allowed a refund. She's not good on her word. She's not to be trusted. Um, and in the end, at this point, you know, I used to dye Alba, um, the bottoms of the paws. Alba is, is uh, Nick's uh, old English sheepdog, for those of you listening. Yeah, so I used to dye the bottoms of her feet. Um, and she was well known around the area and in the park because she used to get loads of attention. Anyway, he pulled in and he just said, don't think that people don't know around here that you abuse animals. I'll fucking burn your shop down. No. Oh, my God. So anyway, he left. The police came and they dealt with him. And they asked if I wanted to press charges. So motto of the story, if you get someone in saying, can you turn my dog into a Shire horse pony? You say no and no. remove them from your building. Yeah. Doors, get your dictaphone out and record it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then send them to Nick because she knows how to deal with it, no? I do. Well, you just, you just call the police. Uh, do you know what? The only thing I regret about that situation is not calling the police earlier. I should have called the police yeah. when he came in demanding money and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So don't put up with shit. Right. Oh, I think, I think, I think sort of CT, I think, you know, getting, getting, uh, it's something that I've been thinking about doing for a while now, and that's getting CCTV in. I yeah. mean, you can buy, you can buy cameras so cheap these days, and it would really guard you against yeah. a lot of this stuff that goes on. Makes you know, you safe. I've, I've got CCTV in my shop, and I've only just got it in since we've moved premises. And it's came in handy about four times now from a customer who's, who thought she'd left 20 quid on the side that I could mm. just get back on the CCTV and saw that I actually put it in my purse. <laughs> 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 because I thought, that, I thought that it was mine. So I'd like to just sit there and just tell Yeah, right. Yeah, right. By the way, last time I saw you, Nick, I left 100 quid on the side. Yeah, yeah. And I left about 200 quid, I think. My mum has taught me very well. If there's any money lying around, you get that straight up and you put it in your purse. So our last one of the day is from Ellie Stamps. And her, she says, one that sticks with me is a client who was so incensed about a deposit, and she said that all of her December bookings pay a deposit, that he came in and shouted at a colleague while we sat behind the desk. Our poor work experience boy didn't know what to do, and we were absolutely gobsmacked. He was super threatening, which made it even more shocking that he was always super cheerful and he was normally really lovely. But he was angry at us when we had no, uh, sorry, he was angry for us when we had no shows. So it's like that customer that is always the one who comments on your Facebook who's just like, you tell them, you pay, make them pay for no show appointments and then doesn't want to pay for it themselves. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
and those are the people that you feel like like a lot of people will agree with this sometimes they feel like their clients are your friends they're not your friends no anyone listening they are not your friends repeat after me they are not not they're not your friends friends, okay (laughs) because they will turn on you (laughs) and it's almost it's almost the ones that are the super nicest and the super friendliest are the worst yeah they're the ones the first to turn yeah definitely hundreds of yeah had that the thing is is you get that close to somebody i made this mistake at the beginning of you know you always have that when you first open up and you're full of beans and you're just like i'm such a lovely person and i'll do anything yes. you want and you just give me your money and i'll just look after your dogs yes um, yes and you, you get you sort of completely let your guard down until you're that vulnerable that they can literally just demand anything or feel like they can demand anything and then you're at that point where you then feel awkward to put your foot down yeah yes saying, oh, i'm sorry that's not acceptable so start as you mean to go on is what you're saying basically nick yes 100 percent. you need yes to yeah professionalism at all time and another thing that bugs me is when people put hi hon or um your appointment is da 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 can you ring me back hon like groomers should not be calling the customers hon yeah so yeah go it's oh go on nick go on Luke. oh yeah, like, yeah, it's it's just kind of it's just it's that sort of separation between being matey and being professional. Mm-hmm. And all the while you're professional, you're much less likely to to get to get this kind of behaviour back. Yeah, definitely. So what I would love for next week, guys, is for you guys to write in what you wish you knew when you started grooming that you know now. So we've all made those rookie mistakes. We've all start, not started as we meant to go on. What do you wish you could go back to your younger self and tell yourself? So what we want you to do is WhatsApp that into our telephone number, which is 07520670797. That's 07520670797. And just add us on WhatsApp and chat away. So just start them off, Louisa. What would you, what do you think that you would have changed from what you did when you first started? Really about what we've been talking about tonight, really, is, is, to, is keeping that, that professional distance, I think, right from where to go. I, I think a lot of problems and, and arguments with customers would have been avoided with that. And, and it just makes, it makes you appear to be more knowledgeable and professional and um, Stops people thinking that you're a walkover, and, and I think that that's that's the hardest thing about being. I think running a business is is is, is you're know, setting your boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and I wish I'd done that from from an early an earlier start. And that was with pricing, with um, you know, dematting dogs, um, offering extra services, um, accepting phone calls of an evening. What I mean, services people, were you offering, Louisa? Well, yeah, I don't really want to go. That's that's a whole different podcast, really. Oh right, okay, we'll get you back for um, that one then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah, people just doing extra for people, like you know, sort of filing nails or or keeping the dogs for an extra three hours while they went shopping. You know, I, I, that's I, I, you know, it's silly things like that. And I think all the while you're the difference between trying to keep your customers happy and then going overboard and trying to please people too much. And that, that, that's, I did that a lot when I first ran my business. Open up the business. I would love, Lou, to get you and some of the other English groomers guys 
um, onto the podcast to talk about like pricing and stuff like that, especially you, because I've seen your price list from when you first started out. And I have <laughs> many a question that I would love to ask you because how grooming has changed in the last Gosh, yeah. 30 years is unbelievable. So yeah, we're, I, would you come back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've loved it. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. It's been brilliant. It's been a really good evening. Thank you. Brilliant. So before we go, guys, and um, we also need to announce a winner, Nick, don't we? We do need to announce a winner. So this winner is for last week's competition where you had to share around episode two and you had to say, I'm going to whip it out. And that winner of the gilet from top to tail, Sophie, is? Is Robin Eburn. Eburn or Eburn, I'm not sure how I pronounce it, but Robin, the gilet is yours. The wonderful gilet from top to tail clothing. And that's my plug. So get in touch with us um, on our WhatsApp number, which is again, 07520670797. And we will get that gilet out to you. Um, Yay, congratulations, Robin. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Last thing before we close, we've also got Premier Groom this weekend. We have, we've got Premier Groom this weekend. We are running live through our English Groomers group. Thank you, Louisa, for allowing that. Uh, we're going to be welcome. running the Groomer and we're going to be running through the Premier Groom page and hopefully another couple of groups want to get some permission. If you're listening, group owners, get in touch with us if we're allowed to stream on your page. So the full competition will be streamed live all day. It starts at nine o'clock and it finishes around about five to 5.30. We've got some brilliant speakers um, that are on the webinar schedule but also during the day on the live broadcast I will be interviewing a couple of people so one of those people will be Kirsty Young who will be talking to us about uh, getting onto Green Team England and how it feels to build up all of your points from com competing and getting that big you know that's the the pinnacle of your grooming career really isn't it to be on Groom Team England oh yeah definitely we're going to be talking to Becky Ensel about keywords keywords in competing in the show ring what does it mean to stack your dog? Why do you need a tablecloth and all of those other things? We're going to talk with Pani Carmichael Hogg about her bringing Asian fusion into the onto the scene all of many many years ago. And the piece de resistance is we're going to have the fantastic Verity Hardcastle, the brand new judge on Pooch Perfect, and she's going to be spilling the beans on the format of the show. Um, she can't say who's involved because she's got she's got a gag order um but we'll be going in depth and trying to pick out all of those lovely bits of juicy information from verity so make sure that you stay tuned um and sophie last words from you today so um definitely get your tickets for premier Groom. you can watch it live like nick just said but if you want to get in those seminars make sure you book your tickets it's only 20 pound and that's an absolute um, steal for some of the industry best speakers so you must get your ticket and it's rewatchable. So you can rewatch it at any time, which is, it means if you're not free this Sunday, you can rewatch those seminars at any time and get your learning in. So thank you guys. And we look forward to hearing all of your, um, your stories and Louisa. Thank you so much. Yes. All thank I you. Really do is whip it out. Say it after me. Whip it out. Whip it out. Whip it out. <laughs> See you next week.